Hey everyone, welcome to episode 198, Awesome and Annoying. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. I didn't know what to call today, so I just called it what I saw it. And I was gonna call it Flossum because we always talk about our flaws and our awesomeness and B minus and how freeing that is for all the people. Because I thought if anyone within my four walls ever gave me any type of critical feedback, then that I would throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they think I'm blank. So that must mean I'm horrible. I'm a loser. I'm a terrible mom. I'm a terrible wife. I'm a terrible human. So this is a great ego destroying exercise to do, you can do it with yourself. You can do it with your family. You can do it with your loved ones. It sounds cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And you can even do it what you imagine they would say. Cause that's how I started playing this game. I played it, I played it kind of like in my own head. And I imagine what David would say. I imagine what Lily would say. I imagine what Grady would say. I even imagine what the dogs would say. And I still do it from time to time. Cause I'm always trying to look at their life from their point of view, kind of like when we used to baby proof the house when they were little, you'd crawl around and be on their level so you could see what they're seeing. So I started off very safe because I thought, let me do it in my head first. And you'll see your ego come roaring up. Now you have to do this with people you feel safe with. And I'm assuming the people within your four walls you feel safe with. If you do not feel safe, where you're not to that spot right now, where the ego's, where it's very frayed and it's a very tense relationship, you probably just wanna do it within your own head for a while until you get to that spot where you feel safe. And the worst thing that can happen is you have a human emotion. Meaning if you had an abusive father, you're probably not gonna play this game with your father. And it's not really a game. It's a way to see your ego and see your ego from a place of wanting to annihilate a little bit. I know that sounds a little graphic or sounds like so aggressive, but it's the best way or a fun way or an interesting way or a bizarre way. I'm not really sure how to even look at it of seeing your ego from other people's point of view, because the, the wild thing about our blind spots, I know this is going to sound crazy, but we can't see our blind spots. I know, I know, I know I'm captain obvious. But when we can't see our blind spots, sometimes with the people that we feel safest with, that we know love us unconditionally, it's a cool way to see your blind spots and then take the power of the ego and you're going to minimize it. Because the goal is never to destroy the ego because the ego is always there. And I read the other day that ego stands for edging God out. And that's kind of like what we talked about last week in our horizontal and our vertical relationships. It's so true. And we can, the more we can bring God in, and know that we're all B minus, we're all flawed and awesome, we're also all awesome and annoying, then we're not so afraid to hear critical feedback from our loved ones. If we can hear it from our loved ones, then we can hear it online, we can hear it from our boss, we can hear it from our sisters, we can hear it from our brothers, we can hear it from our parents, we can hear it from our in-laws, and we can kind of agree with them. They might say something crass or outlandish, but we have to know that part of it is projection, 
And then the other part, it's kind of like, there's a little, there might be a little truth in it. And that's okay. Because we're all flawed and we're all awesome. And so I think this happened when we were going on a family trip. It just kind of happened organically. And everybody had, we're going to be in these close spaces for a while. So what are some things that irritate you about the other person so that person can make sure that they don't do it in the living quarters. And we were talking about very superficial things of like, you know, putting the toilet seat down or not leaving chunks of toothpaste in the sink or not playing with your Invisalign. If you had Invisalign, this is when one of our kids had Invisalign and was playing with it constantly. I don't like to call them out. Call the, I don't like to call them out, but you can probably guess. Or don't be my hygiene police or... Don't sweat the small stuff when we're supposed to leave at seven and it's 7.15 and we leave because we're on vacation. So it was kind of like that. And so we all kind of very casually just kind of went over like, what is the way that we can have more fun on this vacation because we're going to be together 24 seven for this many days and not getting on each other's nerves. But knowing that getting on each other's nerves is a part of the package. I don't think there's any family, any child, any parent, any sibling that don't get on each other's nerves and that's okay. Sometimes we have this picture of perfection that we're never supposed to get on each other's nerves. And just to bury the lead and to hide the punchline, you are very annoying at times. I am very annoying at times. And that's okay. So you can kind of see how defensive we get when we feel under the attack, but we're not really under the attack because it's with people that we feel safe with. So it's a great way to see, see your blind spots and agree with the flaws and agree with the awesomeness and agree with the awesome parts and agree with the annoying parts. So then there's not so much battle. We kind of fall on the sword is what I call it. And we don't push back against it or defend against it. And we just embrace that maybe we're a little too loud or a little too quiet or a little too social, a little too antisocial. A little on our phone too much, a little on our phone not enough compared to the other people. Sometimes we chew with our mouth open, sometimes we chew with our mouth closed, sometimes we talk with food in our mouth, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're messy, sometimes we're organized. Sometimes we have a lot of energy, sometimes we're in a bad mood. Sometimes we eat healthy and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're smart with our money, sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're easy to get out the door and sometimes we're a pain to get out the door because we're impatient, we're testy. Sometimes we're patient, sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're snappy, sometimes we're happy. Sometimes we drink all our water, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we overdrink, sometimes we don't. Whatever that thing is, I'm just giving examples because when we can see the polarity and we can see the 50-50, not only in life, but we can see it in ourselves, then we're not so defensive and we just open up to the criticism and we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater because I think we're so concerned and consumed with being a good person so we think we have to be good all the time. We have to be kind all the time. We have to be happy all the time. We have to be confident all the time. And if we're not, something has gone wrong. But what if we just kind of lollygagged around in the lack of confidence, in the insecurities, in the laziness, and in the unhappiness, and in the unkindness? Because if we put the pressure on ourselves to be confident, kind, and happy in all things, all day, every day, Number one, that sounds incredibly boring. And number two, the most important one, that sounds so stressful. Because I spent the first five years of parenting wanting to be kind, happy, and confident in my parenting and just when I engaged with the kids. 
So that pressure of wanting to do it all the time, guess what? I was very unhappy. When I found out about B- and Flossum and Awesome and Annoying and 50-50, my life felt so much lighter and fluffier and allowed me to be more confident, happier, and a lot kinder because I didn't have to get the straight A's. So when you ask your safe people, tell me something that's awesome about me, they will be able to riddle it off. Then let them tell you something that annoys them about you. Something where you, they see a flaw. That you leave cabinet doors open, you see me running over the grass, you see my parking jobs. And to have that self-deprecating way about you is so much freedom because you can still park messy, you can still be unkind, you can still have a disorganized house, and you can still be a good person, even with all the flaws. It doesn't make you gooder if your house is perfect. That's not a word. It makes sense in this example. No one can add more goodness to you. You're already good and whole and full and complete as you are. You might have spent your whole life hearing the opposite, but I hope that this podcast reassures you that when you go to your vertical relationships for your nourishment and for your wholeness and for your value and your worthiness, that's when you have fulfillment in life. And you're not going to other people because they have their own relationship with their themselves that they're just projecting onto you. So spend some time and write down all the things that your kids and spouse or whoever lives in your four walls think about you that is awesome. If you were to ask them, if you're not ready to ask them directly, just imagine it in your head and watch how the ego will fight. Like if you think your spouse thinks he's, he or she is gonna say that you don't cook healthy meals. Think, watch how your ego steps up and fights back. Well, I have too much time and I, I'm just so busy and how could I? And if I liked cooking and I was never taught to cook it, just let it all come out. Let the defensiveness come out and watch yourself fight it. And just keep listening to it and listening to it and listening to it without the defensive and falling on the sword and opening up to it. Like, huh, I wonder where that could be right. I wonder where I could add some more vegetables or some vitamins. And this is just an example. So don't take it and think, Kelly's telling me X, Y, Z. But it's a good way to watch your ego in action. And then also you wanna thank your ego because your ego is doing what it should be doing. Nothing has gone wrong. The reason why I want you to do this exercise, either in your head or with the people that you feel safe with, is because when you're able to do this, your ego gets a little bit softer and quieter. It's kind of like the bully at school that they say, you should agree with the bully. Or like say, Grady was reading one of his personal development books, something about if someone says, oh, you're terrible at basketball, you just say, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Oh, you are really bad in art. That's a horrible art piece. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. It was the maybe baby game. When someone's bullying you or someone's coming at you and they were talking about a bully in this situation where they're making fun of you, you just say, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Very NBD, no big deal energy. It's almost like if you have someone super competitive with you and you drop that competitiveness, it's a lot more fun. Like my dad and I, we play pool, game pigeon pool. And we used to be so cutthroat. We used to keep track of how many times we won, how many times we didn't win for the day. Like at the end of the day, I'd be like, I won five, you won four. Boom, let's go tomorrow. It was so stressful. 
And then we would have rulers and we would line up all of our shots with the straight edge. And I would, I would be like, this straight edge is really good. Sometimes I'd share my secrets. Sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes he'd share his, sometimes he wouldn't. And we were having fun, but it was like this stress fun because when he would lose, I would feel bad. And then when I would win, I'd be like, yes. And then I'd feel bad at the same time. And I'd like rub it in his face and he'd be like, rub it in my face. We'd send like these gifts. Like we were just talking trash over Game Pigeon. It sounds so silly, but it got too stressful. We're like, you know what? Because my kids wouldn't play with me because I was playing with a straight edge. They're like, that's cheating. I'm like, I don't think it's cheating. I think it's strat. And if you don't know what Game Pigeon is, it's playing pool pretty much. And then you take a shot and then you send it back over to the other person. And then when they have time, they take a shot and send it back over to you. And it's really fun. I love playing Game Pigeon pool. So if anyone is up, you send me an email and we will be playing some Game Pigeon pool. And so my kids would not play with me. I would love to play Game Pigeon with them because one of them is like soup. Actually, they're pretty good. Very good. And they've taught me a lot. One of them has always been better than me. And the other one used to not be as, be as good as me and now has surpassed me. And they whip me every single time, but they wouldn't play with me if I was playing with a straight edge because they thought it was cheating. And so I said, okay, fine, I'll drop the straight edge and with you guys, but I'll still keep it with grandpa. So I told grandpa about that, which is my dad. And he says, you know what? I'm kind of tired of using the straight edge too. I'm going to drop it too. I'm like, yeah, let's just, stop. let's just stop with the keeping score. Let's just play to have fun. He's like, yeah. And so we like kind of had this gentleman's agreement or gentlewoman agreement. We had this like father-daughter agreement. And so we stopped playing with the straight edge. We stopped keeping track of who won and who lost. Because truth be told, I used to crush him 10 to 0 on an average day, an average week. We play probably a game a day. On the weekends a little bit more. And then he got better and better and better and better. And then we were 50-50. And guess what? He surpassed me. And to this day, he's so much better than me. But don't tell him I said that. And dad, if you're listening, I'm going to block you from this episode. Just kidding. And we took away the ruler. We took away the keeping track, keeping score. And we just had so much more fun. And guess what? Now we play so much more often because it's so much more fun to play because it's very low stress. It doesn't matter if we win. It doesn't matter if we lose. There's no more trash talking. It's added so much more fun because we took all the competition out of it. We took all the cutthroatness out of it. And I think sometimes in our relationships, we're very cutthroat like that, where we think our People in our four walls have to think we're awesome all the time because then if they think we're awesome all the time, then that means we're a good human. And I'm here to say, you don't have to be happy all the time, nor do your kids or spouse. You don't have to be confident all the time, nor do your kids and spouse. You don't have to be kind all the time, nor do your kids and spouse. So people hear that and they're like, oh, so I'm supposed to be mean to my kids? And my kids are allowed to be mean to me? I mean, has it happened? It's happened in our house. So I'm kind of like, instead of fighting against it and bringing out the ruler for Game Pigeon, I'm kind of accepting that as is. And I'm just shooting for most of the time, both ways. I'm shooting for both times, both ways. Because there's no way a child can be happy, confident, and kind all the time towards themselves or towards you. If that's happening, then kudos for you. I'm so, I'm literally so happy for you. For me, it's not realistic, but that's the way I used to live. And that's what caused me so much suffering because I thought my kids and spouse should be happy, kind, and confident all the time, especially happy. Now, a lot of people sometimes are caught up on the kindness. They have to be kind all the time. They have to be like Gandhi and Mother Teresa mixed together. 
just when they're going to get the mail. And then when they're not, they get reprimanded and then we get mean when they're not being kind. And then we teach them how to be mean because they're not being kind. It's so crazy making. But when we wake up to it and we can see that we can be 50-50, we can be awesome and annoying at the same time, we're still a good human, then life becomes so much more fun because you're playing without all the rules. You're playing without all the expectations. You're playing without all the agendas and all the rules and all the guidebooks. And then you can let your hair down within your four walls and feel safe and secure. And they know and you know that you're loved unconditionally with all your flaws and all your awesomeness, with all your annoying habits and all your awesome habits, with all of your 50-50. Because when you can give that to yourself and hear it from other people, it's so much easier to give. And then when you hear criticism outside in the world, you're like, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Yep, I do. Because think about how hard you are on yourself. I always say there's nothing that someone could say to me that's going to hurt my feelings more than I hurt my own feelings. So I already know what that feels like. The worst thing that can happen is a human emotion. And that's okay. Human emotions are not to be run, not to be feared. They're not to be like we're running from them like Forrest Gump. It's a vibration that goes through our body. We've felt all of them before. I don't know about you, but I think I've felt every single one on the emotional wheel. So I'll just feel it again and again and again and again. And that's okay. Because when we're not scared about it and we're not running from it or pushing away from it, it doesn't have as much power over us. And then we can play our game of life without all the rules, without the straight edges, with all the, without all the keeping score and have a lot more fun. And when we have more fun, we have more harmony in the home. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really wanna fill up my love cup, Send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.